Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Raw podcast, May 22nd edition. It is 11, 11 p.m. For those of you watching live on the East Coast, make a wish. If you wish that Braun Strowman would make a miraculous recovery and come back this week, that did not happen, unfortunately. All in all, I won't say it's a terrible show, but I'm saying that right now off the top of my head because I don't remember watching this raw and saying damn can't wait for this to be over although i definitely wasn't on the edge of my seat a couple of big things booked for next week you'll notice that one alex palowski is not here i cannot speculate on the sickness in which he is incurring or experiencing i won't say that it's super aids but i won't say that it's not Get well soon, Alex Palowski. I am joined, however, by Anna Bauert, host of Most Ridiculous. She was also on the NXT TakeOver Chicago show Saturday night, which you all can check out in our archives. And she is on every Tuesday night on the post-Smackdown show. Anna Bauert, how are you? I'm good. I do not have Super AIDS, so that's nice. Just the regular kind. Yep. Let's Just not the go there. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> so tonight's Monday Night Raw. I, I will say that it, it definitely dragged for me. I'm not going to pretend like I got anything out of the the Bray Wyatt opening promo, but I, I liked it. I thought it was fine for for him doing that type of promo. He targeted Brock Lesnar, which I guess we haven't heard over and over again. We did hear it once upon a time, and Bray Wyatt is convinced that he can beat Brock Lesnar, even though just over a year ago. He and Luke Harper couldn't beat Brock Lesnar together. I don't know about that one. Kurt Angle shows up, makes a match between Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt. It got a huge pop. Anna, this crowd was rocking early on. They were pretty good tonight. I think they died a little around the tag match, but aside from that, they were, yeah, yeah. they were great. For like, for like the first half of this show, everybody seemed like a giant star. Yeah, I can't dispute that. I mean, good on I, them. I they seem enthusiastic for a lot of things that perhaps they shouldn't be enthusiastic for. Yeah, for all the people maybe. who fancied the Attitude Era, the thing I miss most about that era is the is the crowd reaction, how everybody got a reaction, and that, that allowed a lot of wiggle room back then. Uh, people, like, I, mean, I don't want to say more passionate, but they, they definitely sat on their hands a lot less. Uh, Roman Reigns in this match, it's one of the better leaping clotheslines I've ever seen from him. But I'd really like to see him ditch those ones in the corner because they look like absolute duty. Samoa Joe runs out, attacks Reigns, but uh, Seth Rollins makes a save again to a big pop. And then right after he makes the save, did you notice the music that they started playing? It wasn't a theme mm, yeah. for any wrestler. That was really bizarre. It was, was the like Extreme Rules theme. 
Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense than the whole Samoa Joe coming out. Uh, well, no, Rollins coming out instead of Samoa Joe thing. That makes more sense. There was this, uh, yeah, the whole segment leading into this match. Every time I hear Bray Wyatt now, I just think of Bobcat Goldthwait as Zed in Police Academy. There's just this cadence in his voice, and he seems to have upped the crazy since eating the dirt of his sister. And now it's very pseudo Nikki Cross. Um, but I'm very curious to see if we do get a broken Matt Hardy, what is going to happen with Bray Wyatt? What I want to know is if Bray Wyatt wants a title match so bad, why doesn't he say to somebody, why the hell didn't I get a title match when I lost my championship at WrestleMania? He never got because a rematch. He's crazy. You throw one poo-covered fridge on somebody, and all of a sudden you don't get a rematch. Hey, chemicals and poo can sometimes do weird things I mean, to your head. I mean, this explains a lot in my life, why I don't get things handed to me. It's because I throw shit-covered fridges on people all the time. Yeah. I wish somebody would have let me know. I didn't want to have to find out from WWE, but... Yeah. Backstage <laughs> later, Roman is the typical, I don't need any partners guy. That's him. Either way, he and Rollins are going to face uh, Joe and Wyatt later on. This is the second time in about six, seven months that he and Rollins have, have teamed up. Shortly after that, the Drifter shows up, and he also gets a fantastic pop, a big pop, just strumming away. And Kurt Angle was like, you know what? I'm putting you in a match with Dean Ambrose. That gets a pop, too. Like, it's it's everywhere. Uh, Noam Dar. <laughs> Noam Dar in this thing with, with Sasha and Alicia Fox, his haircut is a heel. <laughs> Anna. Well, it's just very Justin Bieber-esque, which it suits him a lot. But I, I look at this and I put it in most ridiculous this week. Sasha Banks to me is not face. Her whole demeanor just comes across as nasty. And for some yeah. reason, Fox and Dara to me somehow I hated them from the beginning, this whole Fox angle on 205 Live. I hated with a passion. I am so on board with them, and I feel dirty for saying that. But I feel <laughs> like Sasha Banks is just kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's made me accept them into my life. I just, yeah, it really seems like they're biding their time until a Sasha heel turn. But if that gets Alicia Fox on my screen a little bit more, yeah. I'm all for that because I think she's really underutilized at least on, on Monday Night Raw. So I was very happy. Uh, we'll get to the match shortly. Enzo is laid out in the back with a sneaker <laughs> above his head. That was just the most magnificent touch was that they they had a sneaker right by his head. He wakes up and says he doesn't know who attacked him. Who do you think it is? There are a few people online that were suggesting maybe Big Cass did it. And as much as I would love that to be the case... <sighs> Given the way he's come across the last few weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it to himself. And especially because he put up an Instagram post earlier today where he had the whole Michael Jordan-esque jacket and the Nikes set out exactly in the same position he was found by the paramedics. So I'm not saying conspiracy, but he did it. Attention seeking. Mm. <laughs> Kalisto isn't happy with Apollo Crews backstage. And, like, pretty much accuses him of attacking Enzo. I thought Titus was also really good here. And this set up a match. And Titus even put over Kalisto to a degree. He's like, all right, I know. You want you want to be a part of the Titus brand. Well, I want you too. You're really good. I thought this was really good at accomplishing several things. Except for Titus as, as a sought-out entity. <laughs> but I, I'm really – this was the most fire I've seen out of Kalisto. Over the past month or so, he on the mic has gotten much, much better. Yeah, I'm really glad to see it because he kind of needed to. It's weird to think with this segment. A few months ago, I did not get Titus O'Neil whatsoever. I didn't think he showed a lot of personality. And if you would have said to me that you would have a segment backstage with Kalisto, Apollo Cruz, and Titus O'Neil. I would be like, cool, can I watch a wet sponge instead? But Titus 
something has changed in him since this whole gimmick and then maybe it's just because I've seen him sing and dance to tight pants and that just changed everything for me. But he is so damn amusing. Even at the end, when we'll get to that in a sec, but at the end of the match, he just turned into like crazy stage parent. It's fantastic. I'm glad. Do you know what was also fantastic in my opinion? What? Gold dust. And I kind of want to see you put the paint on for most ridiculous. <sighs> now I have to. See, now you got to do it. Now you don't have a now choice. I have to. Now you don't have a choice. Hot Alexa damn. Alexa Bliss can do it. I can do it. Many don't know that you used to be a blonde. Not naturally. It killed well, my head. Not naturally. You used to be. Yeah, like two, two years. You act like that. Like if somebody says, I, I used to be something, they're like, nah, nah. And they're like, well, for like two years. Yeah, but you're implying That's, like that, it existed. Yeah, it existed. I probably have burn marks on my scalp to prove it. It existed. That's true. My wife's been through that before. Mm. Not not easy on the hair. Akira Tozawa mm. defeated Arya Davari. Now this was particularly unusual because throughout the match, <laughs> they kept interviewing Brian Kendrick. They would just go back and forth in the middle of all this. And because nothing can be organic in WWE, they had to make sure that we knew that Brian Kendrick and Corey Graves hate Akira Tozawa screaming. I'm like, bros, it's over without you all. Like, you, you don't have to ha ha like coach a lot of people at crowds to do that. Tozawa screams a couple times, and everybody in the crowd's doing it. Does this like does this insult your intelligence the way that it does me? There is so much about what the main roster programming does that insults my intelligence. Um, this, honestly, I was too distracted by, this is the first time they've broken the fourth wall with this, right? Normally it's mm -hmm. just the fact that they're watching TV side on. That's enough to be like, okay, this is, you do you. But this they, they was used, something They used else. to do this like in the, the in the nineties, they yeah, would do it Yeah, they haven't done it for a lot. long time though. And it was kind of jarring and kind of distracting from the rest of the match. Though I will say, with Tozawa's ah-ing, he is getting more manic every single time he comes on the screen. I freaking love it. He was doing it in a little girl's face. That was <laughs> – I love him. He's just so entertaining. Yeah. Uh, worth noting, our dude at Guzzomatic over on Twitter did the nickname count tonight. 74. Mm. 22 by Michael Cole, 32 times by Graves. I don't think that Booker T did it once, which is is a point that Jimmy Van brought up on the list and your boy last week. That's like, like even if they're feeding it to Booker T in his headset, he's like, no thanks, I won't <laughs> be here in a month. I'd rather retain a little bit of this integrity. This is frustrating as well. Yeah. How many of those were to do with the big dog's yard? Hold on, and I'll tell you. What would your nickname be? What would I have to call you? Uh, I don't know. I always, I mean, oh, this is me admitting something, but I have thought about it in terms of if I were, you know, a wrestler in the um, WWE. What is it? What is it? No, I'm not going to tell you that one, but I also have considered ah. what, what my nickname would be if I were on like Up Up Down Down, for example. And I figured that would be like Dundee or something Australian-esque, you know. Eight big dog cool. references tonight. There were 15 The Beast and Conquerors. Yeah. Seven Celtic Warriors. And he was barely on the show. God almighty. They didn't need anyway, to Tazak. Tazawa defeated Davari. I thought they had a pretty good match that ended in a hellacious senton bomb. Jesus that Christ. Was nice. That was incredible. We're going back to the days of Kai and Tai hitting that thing. Like, just throw your, throw your ass up as high in the air as you can and come crashing down. That was good stuff from Akira Tazawa. What did you think of Elias Sampson versus Dean Ambrose? Uh, mo uh, more so what I want to ask you is, 
What do you think of Elias Sampson's offense and his work? He didn't quite get over in NXT. Uh, upon his exit, he kind of got over because he was leaving <laughs> because people were excited to see him gone. But it's it's a sink or swim situation here, and they didn't have him lose. I was actually watching him tonight. I mean, having him sing at the top of the match is the quickest, easiest heat that you can give someone. But his natural demeanor, the way he was reacting, when Ambrose hit him in the face, he kind of sold it for a little bit and then kind of laughed it off. Just there's this natural cool about him and the build and everything. I look at him and go, this is what they want or they wish Roman Reigns was. There is something about him. I think if you got rid of this gimmick and you actually gave him a solid push, I think he could actually be something. And ironically, what they're trying to make Roman Reigns. And that does make me question, does Vince actually see something in this guy, given the way that the match finished? Could be in the positive, and I kind of hope so. The Drifter has a great amount of heat. Like, I don't know if they turned the mics up or what they did (laughs) here, but I I do not enjoy his style of wrestling. That being said, he landed an absolutely awesome knee on Dean Ambrose when he was flying off the top rope. That was really cool. Uh, the rebound lariat should only work on rookies. But the Miz comes in, it's Samson, and it gives Samson the win. Ambrose is absolutely livid. But I'm like, I'm sitting here like, why should Ambrose even care? Money has never been a thing. We have been taught that winning doesn't mean anything in the WWE. This wasn't a title match. What incentive does Ambrose have to give a shit, Anna? I don't know. I mean, the ending I didn't have a problem with. I actually quite liked it because it was setting up extreme rules and Miz just came off as the smuggest douchebag and it was awesome. Ambrose, though, his his transition from Shield days, it's like it went from absolute unhinged badass to this crazy maniac and now he's like the zany, quirky uncle that the kids love. And it's it works when he does the GM stuff. It works when he does the promos in between and stuff with the drifter and all that. But in ring, like they need to change him up, lose the lunatic he's, thing. He's or the like, of, I was just going to say, we'll have that, the like, type of guys who are, they're very stale. And what WWE has done is they put guys of late who work a very particular style. I don't know. I don't want to say that. But it seems like the main event programs for SmackDown and NXT have largely been largely emulated each other over the mm. past several months. Like Bobby Roode really slows stuff down. Randy Orton really slows stuff down. I get the feeling that Jinder Mahal ain't going to be the type of guy who goes balls to the wall in his matches. That being said, it, it would appear WWE likes that style, and uh, Elias Sampson works that style. Yeah. And he has the build, he has the cockiness. I think he's going to go somewhere here. And I'm not angry at that. Mezzy Mez on the YouTube chat says that your nickname would be the ridiculous one. I feel like my parents already gave me that nickname. Long before the show. Yeah. Well played. Carl Anderson loses to Finn Balor. I feel like these guys, like, now I don't know where they're going with Balor over the next couple months. But if he's not in the the world title scene, I was like, man, I feel like they could have gotten at least one pay-per-view match out of him versus one of his old buddies hmm. because it's ready-made there, and you're not going to put the club in the title scene, tag team title scene. Right now, it doesn't seem. Finn Balor won't be in the world title scene. It just made sense to play off of that. But before this, Paul Heyman came out and cut a good promo and really put over Finn Balor. Anna. Yeah, big time. And this, I, I mean, you know, we got a lot of people every week who are like, Finn Balor couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. It's not believable. It's sure not believable in a real fight, but this is pro wrestling. It ain't real. It's just so, like watching a video game, the little guy jumping all over the place, like a giant fly pissing off an elephant. Sometimes the fly wins, not for long, but sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I had a point to this, what was it? Yeah, I feel like the last few weeks with Raw in particular, they set up these 
promos and they set up these ideas to present to the crowd and it actually seems like they are legitimately trialing ideas to see how to proceed forward i feel like this entire segment was just do you guys want to see brock lesnar versus finn balor okay cool um as to if we're actually going to get that match and if anything's going to come of it that's something else i would i would like to see it i think it would be very different to what we've seen so far from either of them for a while. It's also anyway. not believable for me that a couple of 50-year-old guys would beat Brock Lesnar either, but that's pretty much oh, exactly. who he's lost to over the past couple of years. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, guys, I am a, no- a noted for not being a Finn Balor fan in the ring, but it's pro wrestling, you guys. Believable? Believable? You got Bray Wyatt showing up as a fucking hologram. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Believable. So. Get out of here. You watch pro wrestling, guys. Randy, well, Lord, Randy Orton burned a man's house down. Yeah, that's believable. Look at it from this way, though. The amount of self-inflicted bumps that Finn, Finn Balor takes, his resiliency is through the roof. So you can kind of bet that he could take on a Brock Lesnar and not get hurt that much. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the match. And like I said, I'm not a fan of Balor in the ring, but I think that their styles match up well enough to where they could do something mm. that it could be entertaining. This match is what you would expect. There were a lot of kicks, but the crowd was into it every step of the way. So Balor and Anderson you know, did what they had to do. They kept the crowd there. Uh, Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox. This is where the crowd kind of starts just – going down and this is a really hard-hitting match and there it seemed like every match tonight was a hard-hitting match like they were ever it seemed like everybody was out there going out and stiffing each other one thing i noticed is that they're having girls hold the top rope now instead of being cradled by it since the emma injury on the double knees in the corner Hmm. after sasha banks beats alicia fox it looks like noam dar is taking like like was he gonna hit her I don't know. If, uh, no, they're not going to go there. Um, I would love to see intergender matches on WWE. I don't know if it will happen. Yeah. Um, look, I'm really glad that that last part happened because up to that point, I was kind of pissed off that that was it for Fox. She is way too good for that. But this continues a feud. And yeah, sure. Whatever. I want to see more Fox. Yeah, me too. I, I would imagine this will somehow culminate at Extreme Rules. And I'm down with that, but uh, you got to get Alicia a new theme too. Her yeah. theme is absolute dog shit. It's bad. Kalisto then defeated Apollo Crews. Well, well, first off, I want to ask you, that Sasha Banks heel turn. Coming before SummerSlam? Yeah. I could see that happening for her and Bailey at SummerSlam. They got they got a nice history in Brooklyn. Yeah, and what else are they going to do with her? I feel like this this Bliss Bailey thing is going to be wrapped up soon enough. It yeah. makes sense. I agree. I agree. So uh, Kalisto defeats Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is in control, and Titus is like shouting <laughs> at <laughs> Apollo Cruz, and it kind of distracts him. And they did a nice little kind of like a swerve end because Kalisto did the, the roll up pin, but he didn't get tight or he didn't get Apollo. So I was like, okay, Apollo's going to win. No, then Kalisto hits Salida del Sol gets the win. I don't, I, I really hope this isn't leading to just Apollo Cruz being like, whatever, I don't need you. Then he's a baby face again, because this is the first edge I have seen out of Apollo Cruz ever, not just on the main roster ever. Since joining WWE, and Booker T even mentioned it, this is the biggest pop he's had. Yeah. He's – the whole match itself, I mean, they started off with a really long hold of Kalisto upside down, which I was like, oh, cool, the new headlock. And then they did actually go into a really long face lock as well, and that was kind of representing the match to me. He's one of the guys that I really do think would benefit – going back to NXT and that's not a knock against him at all I think he could get so much out of it I think the guys down at NXT could get so much out of him it was just too early to bring him up 
He'd be a great. He's great heel. in ring, but he's just. He'd not. be a great yeah. heel in NXT. Who's like angry that he has to be back there? Yeah, it would work perfectly. By the way, guys, those NXT spoilers are going to hit Thursday evening, I believe. We will have a live thread with those updating uh, as the tapings go on. Of course, use our forums by registering for free over at Fightful.com. Occasionally, I'll do members-only podcasts that uh, are for our registered members. This week, I think I'm going to do a how we would book it, and I'm going to pitch the Aiden English angle that I think is fantastic. Also, uh, of course, our live coverage for Raw, SmackDown, TNA, Lucha Underground when it airs, boxing events, UFC events, Fightful.com has it all. Go there for your news, photos, videos, interviews, podcasts. Tomorrow we have a look uh, from Chris Harrington about how WWE's business is being changed by India and how India fits into WWE's business model. Obviously, that's a hot topic with Jinder Mahal. We're going to talk about gender a little bit later because we didn't get Anna's thoughts on it. And I definitely want to do that tomorrow before Jeff Hawkins bogarts our show and just tries to take all the glory for himself. No, what's new? <sighs> Grass is green. Matt Hardy with Jeff Hardy defeated Sheamus. This is another hard-hitting match, but it's Sheamus, so that's going to happen. People are going to lose okay. teeth. They're going to go blind. You're not going to be able to hear out of one of your ears after you face Sheamus. This match had some stakes, which is always a good thing, in that the winner gets to pick the stipulation at Extreme Rules. Much like that uh, that Elias Sampson knee earlier, that new Sheamus knee that he's doing, that's a work of art, Anna. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty damn stiff, and it's just got to grin and bear it with his matches. Everyone involved, even us watching, just have to grin and bear it. This match, like, there were really great spots in it, but it just felt like, okay, this is purely to get a winner to choose the stipulation, and we kind of all know it's going to be the Hardys. That's what stakes are for. They're there to serve a purpose. I'd rather have this than, than them without the stipulation. For sure, because then it would just be kind of a nothing match. I don't know. I just o- feel like we've seen it before. Over on SmackDown, one of the things I liked so much about the, the Usos-Brizongo deal was they didn't touch it all. No. But and then we know, got the, everyone can pull off you, a week like that. Did you, did you finally get to watch that match? I, I watched the whole thing last night. So I was I was messaging Anna while the show was going on, but she was on set, so she didn't get to see it. And I just said that Brizongo had the best match of the weekend, and she said, "Really?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, but you're gonna love it." <laughs> yep, you are right. I actually um, I don't normally like to fan out like this, but I did tweet at Tyler Breeze just saying that he he made my life in that moment. It was just. I think I watched it pretty late at night, and I think I'm going to get noise complaints from my neighbors from the amount of um, laugh squealing I was doing. So, but anyway, back to this. Good times in that. I'll, I'll get actually. I'll probably get more of your thoughts on the backlash show tomorrow when we're talking SmackDown. Uh, Matt Hardy wins. I thought this is a pretty fair match. He picked a steel cage match. Now I could be wrong, but I think this is the first steel cage tag match WWE has had on TV. Since 2014, they had like three of them that year, including the the infamous Daniel Bryan one. But I think Golden Stardust versus the Usos in November 2014 was the last one. This could be really good or it can be really clunky because there's not supposed to be any tagging in. Now, knowing WWE, they might have the guys actually tag in even though there are no disqualifications. Which do you think? Do you, be, do you think it'll be tornado rules, or do you think they're going to try to have these guys tag in and out? I wouldn't put it past them to get them to tag. Yeah. I remember yeah. I remember the first one. Gosh, it was like in 2000. It was Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. Hmm. And it, I don't know. For those of you who played video games, you know what's up. You're, you never, never – Exit the cage first. You don't do it. Because then your buddy is left fighting against two people. And he's going to get the shit knocked out of him. Incapacitated. And then your your 
two enemies are going to get it to just stroll out of the cage. So uh, I'm interested to see how this one plays out. I like I like the matchups that they've had so far. I like the interactions that they've had so far, especially in, in a tag capacity. They've shown that they will go absolutely balls to the wall. Does Jeff Hardy do a swanton off the top of the cage? Um, as much as I do not want to see any more teeth leave that man's head, please, I hope so. This this should be, I have a lot of faith it's going to be a great match. I really hope that no one um, dies or breaks anything. But I also do question, do you think that we are getting to the end of Shizaru? And will this be it? Uh, well, I, I question what they'll be able to do solo. Especially, I don't know how long that a, a Brock Lesnar's going to... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To be in and out, they say that he'll be around more. How much is more? Because he wasn't around. He hasn't been around a lot anyway. One or two. Hmm. Yeah, and if that's the case, maybe throw him into the Intercontinental title picture, but I hope not, but I mean, we've seen what they do with tag teams when they're not at the top of the card. They're just thrown away and they're used as fodder and they're beaten a million times. They don't keep any team strong outside. I mean, you you remember the days of the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, Too Cool, the Acolytes, and that's just off the top of my head. New Age Outlaws were still around then. That's like six teams that were all pretty fairly protected at one time. So, I mean, that, gone are those days. I was listening gone to Jinder Mahal or on um, Chris Jericho's podcast, and he, was, he told him what Vince said to him about, oh, the audience, they don't have a memory for this stuff. Don't worry about it. I feel like that's where WWE have gotten with. They, they're just so in the moment with what they're doing in the title picture that everyone else just – Oh, yeah, just put them in a match. Oh, they can lose to that. That's fine. It's really detrimental. I mean, for crying out loud, we have Enzo and Cass tonight. Didn't even compete. We didn't even figure out who beat Enzo up. It just it I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them stretching that out. I, I want some cliffhangers. Austin Aries defeated Tony Nese. Both of these guys are really good, but this cruiserweight style, and it's something that Shane Helms used to talk to me about on, on our show like the X division style, the cruiserweight style, there's nothing, there's not a lot special about it anymore. Seth Rollins is doing it in heavyweight matches. AJ Styles is doing it in heavyweight matches. So you got two guys that can really work like Nice and Austin Aries, but it wasn't anything that stands out on the show. But Chris Jericho actually brought up a good point uh, in an article that either was released or will be released on Fightful uh, today or tomorrow. People like to remember fondly the WCW Cruiserweight division. He said, nobody gave a shit about it. He was like, I was there. I wrestled Eddie Guerrero, and nobody cared. Nobody was making noise. So you can think back and remember all, all the good times, but everything seemed more important when you were younger. And I do remember that. Not a lot of people cared about it. There were the oohs and the ahs, but it's it's very much like what we're getting now out of the Cruiserweight division. Do you think this cruiserweight division will remain in this type of spot, or do you think it will ever be able to to maybe emerge and and excel? I think their strongest point at this point in time is the storytelling. Even with that match, the thing that sold it for me was the, even just the picture of having Neville sitting in a swivel chair, looking on maniacally by ringside. And they are this entire storyline with Neville getting everyone else to do his bidding and then going Game of Thrones on them when they fail him. That's what's selling this for me. And it's the similar story with the rest of the cruiserweights. I don't know what else they can do, given that's kind of what matches are nowadays. But I think as, like, as long as they keep going strong with the storytelling and that. Even saying that, though, you look at the UK Championship, and that was something different to anything that we've seen. 
that was something unique to those guys and progress. And I don't know, they just need to find that thing for them, but I don't know what that answer is. I think they should just be allowed to go balls to the wall and maybe tell some other guys, you don't need a suicide dive. Everybody's doing a suicide dive. Dean Ambrose, you don't need to do one. Yours kind of sucks. Tell Seth Rollins, hey, man, maybe not every week. Let's give the cruiserweights a little something. Seth Rollins doesn't need that suicide dive. Nope. Alexa, Bl- oh, also uh, Neville attacked Tony Nese after the match. I'm down with that. I, I want Neville to be this selfish, disrespectful asshole. Game of Thrones. He went Cersei Lannister. It was great. I don't know what that means. My wife keeps telling me I need to watch that show. Like Alexa it. Bliss defeats uh, Senor Flappy Pants. <laughs> Alexa's selling is good, but it's a little redundant. She does the holding the face thing a whole lot, but nobody else is doing it. So why not? Sure. Alexa using a DDT finish. Super cool. She takes a cane to Mickey, but Bailey makes a save. Bailey was going to go after Alexa, but Bliss left. This this got the type of reaction that you would want for each person. This was pretty good old school stuff. Yeah, I thought it was great. The whole segment was great. What I love about Bliss, I mean, aside from her in general, she is the best. But there are so many spots where you see someone's doing a run, running of the ropes and the other person's just waiting in the middle of the ring with a head down, waiting to take it. Bliss will drop to a knee, she'll do something, she'll look after a part that's been hurt, and so it is a surprise attack. And I appreciate that so much because every time I look at that, it just looks so dumb. Um, But I also believe that when Alexa Bliss finally gets her pop figure, she should get one with a kendo stick in hand because she uses that like a boss. Oh, yeah. She is my hero. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. I'm excited for this match. I think they're going to wear each other out. I think Mm -hmm. they're just going to unleash on each other because they're both like they got the chip on their shoulder. They want to show everybody that they – that they can do this type of match. I don't think there's ever been a female kendo stick match in WWE, but they're going to be. They used it with Charlotte and Sasha. Did they have a match? It wasn't, no, it wasn't an official match. It was just used before. Okay. Cool. Guys, head over to the forums, Fightful Forums. I want every single person watching, listening to this show, register, start a topic. We got uh, wrestling, MMA, boxing, music, movies, TV. All that good stuff. And I hear an echo. I have the whole show. I've heard it from you, mate. Well, it's not me. It's not me. Trash in Australia. How dare you? Yeah, I hear you turning your your thing down. Well, look at that. I don't hear it anymore. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Talk about my ancestors one more time. We'll come get you, buddy. Convict what blood. is that supposed to mean? Convict blood. Pete Dunn. That's where we come from. You watch it. You know, I didn't know about the convict stuff until you, I think it was one of our early conversations. I'm like, what do you mean? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh man, the world sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's for a while. <laughs> the world's kind of a shitty place sometimes. Man. Uh Main event, Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe defeated Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. I think the five-way is going to be outstanding. I wasn't particularly excited about this this match. It seemed a little pointless to me. Everything picks up with Rollins, and it seems like the injured knee deal is out the window. I'm happy about that, but what do you think? Yeah, I'm really glad that we've had so many stories being told with that. It should, in my opinion, it should have been done at WrestleMania. Um, I don't think they needed it anymore, but... It's fine. It's gone now. For those of you asking, we are going to talk about Jinder Mahal right after this. Uh, but me and Jimmy Van are going to tackle that with, like, precision on Wednesday. I mean, we're we're going to – yeah. Also, I have a surprise for Jimmy Van. I know you're watching, Jimmy. I know you're watching. <laughs> there was a little tease of dissension between Reigns and Rollins towards the end of this. Uh, then a little tease between Joe and Wyatt, and there should be. They're, they're about to fight each other. I bet that match is going to be so incredible. 
Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt pick up the win. Rollins taps out to the Kikina clutch. But what they were able to do in about one minute backstage at the end of this show, I'm like, okay, that should be fun. Next week, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Samoa Joe, triple threat match, and then Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. They're bringing the pain on the go-home show for Extreme Rules. Yeah. Yeah. Not I mean, I'm, the matches will mean a damn thing. No, of course not. The biggest thing I took away from that was Kurt Angle turning around and saying, damn, I'm a great GM after pronouncing Finn Balor's name, Finn Balor. <laughs> um, that kind of distracted me from the rest of that. But, yeah, cool. This match was fine. Um, it was great to see them working. I was kind of confused on the whole Rollins Reigns thing as I thought they were good pals again, but they okay. Um, I did not like the finish I whatsoever. Same goal, Anna. No, the, the finish was just it was stupid. They were fighting in the ring anyway, and then Reigns gets pulled out by Wyatt, and then. I mean, I don't like distraction finishes anyway, but that was really pointless. They were fighting anyway. Seth was the legal man. Why should he care that Reigns is being dragged out of the ring? They're not on the same side. They were just fighting together. And then that was enough for Samoa Joe to take the win. This is logic. Simple things that can be fixed. But that's I agree. And I'm going to bring up on the SmackDown show tomorrow. A big issue I've had with SmackDown, and it's major holes in logic for me. And it's really affected my ability to enjoy SmackDown. Overall, I mean, it was not a special – there was nothing about this Raw that I think of, and I'm like, oh, that meant something. That's big. The, probably the most momentous thing that I can think of that happened was Enzo Amore getting attacked <laughs> backstage. So now that I think of it, I consider it a complete waste of three hours after I've been like, you know, it wasn't so bad. But but if I didn't see this raw, there's nothing that I couldn't have caught in a YouTube clip. Mm, yeah, that's true. Let's Speaking keep- of, guys, we at Fightful.com bring you those YouTube rankings every week that gives you a look at isolated segments, what people are watching. I know one thing, Anna. People were watching our show last night that you didn't get to make it to. Jinder Mahal apparently is a podcast draw. Now, Alex and I were talking off air, and it's like if Randy Orton had won, people would have been like, eh. They, some still would watch, but it would probably cut it by about 20%, 25%. But this, Finn, uh, this, this Jinder Mahal thing, it's got people in a way – and I want to know, what kind of way are you in? This thing has gotten people in a way for weeks, and I've received a brunt of it from Ginger Mahal supporters, which whatever you're passionate for, you do, but come on, guys. Look, I'm, I find it very entertaining because I called it last week. He was going to win, and I've, kind of, I've had a week, a week to make my peace with it. And so I was on set. And going through my Twitter feed as this is all happening, a mix of, oh, my God, Randy Orton just killed a guy. And, oh, my God, Jindam Hall just won the title. People were flipping their shit. And it was kind of fun to watch from this end because I'm I'm in a good place with it. It is what it is. It's going to last however long it lasts. Let's see what he does. It is what it is. But really, Brenton. Randy Orton killed a guy, so that should be what people yeah. think. <laughs> that, that was phenomenal. Uh, a correction that Slick Flair has for me. Luke Harper fought Brock by himself. Bray was just in his corner. That's right. It was a handicap match, but Bray didn't actually do anything. Uh, I do remember that now. Thank you for, for pointing that out. So here, here's what I think a lot of it boils down to, Anna. Troll culture. It is a real thing, and it exists. Yep. There are these people that claim that they are they, these big supporters. Yeah, gender. And then they'll be, be like, LOL, so many people are pissed at this. The only thing I've ever been pissed about is explaining why the fuck was he in that number one contender match, which <laughs> we've heard Shane say, ah, land of opportunity. Really, all Shane has to say is he asked. 
because yeah. that is consistent with his booking on SmackDown. Because all Charlotte Flair did was ask. Exactly. So all Shane McMahon has to do when talking smack is say, well, gender asked. Because otherwise, and you all are going to hear me hammer a lot of these points home on tomorrow and Wednesday's show. I apologize. But there's no Baron Corbin in that match. There's no AJ Styles in that match. There's no Kevin Owens in that match. That leaves me wondering, why would a gender Mahal be in a number one contender match? Other than that, there has not been one physical confrontation or match that Jinder Mahal has won by himself. That is consistent with his booking before. I mean, people compare it to JBL. No, JBL won matches on and off before his, his, his shit. Jinder didn't. He won two singles matches on Raw and SmackDown in five years. He explained on Chris Jericho's podcast what happened that day. He knew he was going to be in that match. And the original promo that he had was he was going to come out and say, look, I've tried to be peaceful, but you guys didn't listen to me, so therefore I'm speaking up. Vince McMahon then came to the building and changed the promo into what it is, saying what I said earlier, the audience have a shit memory. This is why this is the base of my issue with this entire Jinder Mahal thing. And like people, please don't get me wrong. This is nothing to do with the talent himself. This is to do with the character is to do with his booking is to do with how he comes across. This is the core of the issue. There is no reason for us to believe that he would be in the spot to get behind this, but it's happened and we'll see how this goes forward. And hopefully it's not going to be a rematch with him and Randy Orton because yeah. My thing is, if he's mad at people for essentially being racist, I'm like, why should I boo that guy? Mm. And that was always my thing with Muhammad Hassan. I'm like, am I? But Muhammad Hassan was, and Davari especially, was very good at doing what they did. I had people that were like, you don't get it. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I get it. I did 6,000 words on the damn gimmick last year. I know what I'm talking about here. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel, I don't want to cheer against the guy who's, battling racism, but one thing that he did very good is that he talked about the intolerance of others, and he said, and I'm intolerant too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a shift, a hell of a turning point. But so far, gender hasn't lost uh, or hasn't won without the help of somebody. So the booking, I'm completely cool with. All I want is the storyline explanation of why he got that shot. Because, and here's the big one, why isn't AJ Styles smacking the piss out of Shane McMahon every single week now? Because they had a good match. That's why. So AJ Styles, who won a match on SmackDown to get a title shot, then had it taken away from him, then wasn't put in the number one contender match for that title. It's just like, well, well gee, gee, Shane, thanks, man. You put me in this number one contender match for the U.S. title. Herpy derpy do. Okay, man. That doesn't make any sense. That's that's questionable. That's suspect. We've talked about the physique. That's a good way to explain his new shift in success. The dude got himself in fantastic shape. I don't want to speculate yeah, how. Well, from the or, sounds of it, that's exactly why Vince decided to give him this push. And it that's is. Legitimate. Sure. It is. It absolutely is. The question I have. And God, this is going to be a tough one. And I'm going to I'm going to bring it up on the Wednesday show. Usually this is something I would save for the Wednesday show. And there's going to be a lot of people that are mad at me for this one. If gender were black or white, would he get this push? I don't think it's a simple question as that. You're right, it's not. But we have no. 12 minutes left. Oh, good. Okay. Let's get in trouble here. <laughs> so, Anna, take the heat. Oh, thanks. I'm already doing that for the team on this one. Look, the whole Indian market thing is obviously a factor in this. It's, sure, they are right to try and move into the market. It's a big industry. Cool. No issue there. Yeah. They've tried that with China. They tried that with the UK. Like, that's what they do. That's, they're a business, sure. I just think that it's 
counterproductive though when you're trying to move into this industry and sure the fact that he's a heel that doesn't really matter but it's the words that are coming out of his mouth it's like why should why should that be sellable to india why should they get on board with this guy who's coming across as racist against everyone else because he perceives everyone else as racist and it's just like i know that it's still a thing it's very much still a thing in this world this world is insane but i feel like for what the purpose of entertainment and for what we're doing here and you've got kids watching this show i got into a discussion with someone tonight about the someone a lone wolf whistler at the photo of bailey's the welt on her back and they were saying well sure like women do that for guys i'm like yeah the whole point of that segment and that photo was to show the welt on this girl's back not to be like how sexy are my tribe like it's yeah and part of the issue is you have kids watching and kids learn behavior from their parents from adults and yeah. so for this angle for example you're kind of teaching them well it's right to hate this guy it's right to boo this guy because he hates us so you know and it's it worked in the past it worked in the 80s but this is not that time anymore well yeah and i mean this this is i mean that is the basically the, the long and short of pro wrestling you don't like this guy cuz he doesn't like you but with this it's more with this it's a race it's it's a it's a specific almost a geographic location and some of the stuff i saw on social media last night was gross oh virgil and for horrible. example we yeah. just we're living and in a and it was it was right a lot now, worse we, than that yeah we're living in a time right now where you you can't get away with that and a company like wwe has a social responsibility and i'm sorry to bring wrestling to this point but we are just in this time and if we want things to get better cuz right now they're pretty effing shit we have to all do something about it and it's as simple as pushing forward a storyline like this and yeah and it it tiptoes that line that 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 I wonder and I had spoke with this uh, to Muhammad Hassan like how would this angle work today what well, we're seeing how it how it would work today and it's that thing where you know I'm sitting here wondering well if a show on AMC did it no big deal but WWE is doing it, and we're we're like, is this okay to do? And it's that moral conflict of where do you draw the line because it's sports and entertainment, and there is that fine line where you know if if like the UFC had a big star like the, and to some of their Tyron Woodley, I mean he accuses the UFC of being racist, and a lot of Stephen Thompson's fans of being racist, but. That that hasn't been a term that Jinder Mahal has explicitly used. He hasn't said racist, but he's he's alluded to it. Ah, oh, it's tough. It's tough. And it's one of those things that you just have to wonder. And I want my wrestling to be edgy. I want it to be edgy, but what I don't want it to do is to encourage ignorance. And unfortunately, this, as I've said a million times, it's a business of workers, and Jinder Mahal's got to work some people. He's got to work those people into not liking him, and he's using this to do it, and he knows the score. So I, I mentioned this troll culture, and one of the things that I've seen where people like advocate him are, LOL, so many people are pissed. What does that say that that is, is one of the big motivating factors in Jinder Mahal, some Jinder Mahal supporters? I don't want to generalize it. Is it like a shot at wrestling pundits? wrestling pundits like like me is it just the troll culture is it indicative of wwe and how stale they get because even though you know i'm not like jinder mahal woo i'm sitting here thinking it's better than randy orton to me mm. jinder mahal has i think the guy himself the performer behind this has the capability to be a great heel this gimmick aside, he he has the ability to do that, and he could do that very well. And you know, he's doing the best he can with what he's been given. From he didn't explicitly say it on the podcast, but from the sound of it, he wasn't entirely he's not entirely on board with the thing that he's been given. But he's doing the best he can. Good on the guy. This whole troll culture thing, it's indicative of our time right now. 
people just want to see chaos because I don't know, they're bored or whatever it is. They enjoy bringing people down. They enjoy seeing people. It's like laying down, I'm trying to keep it away from violent terms right now. So I'm going to use, did you guys have back in the day when you're a kid? I'm sure. Even now, sometimes the fart bombs that like they were yeah. like rotten eggs or something and then you just knock it off and then run away. People just like setting those off, going to a little corner in the dark and then watching people react. It's happening on various scales in this world right now and it's social media is, just seems to be a fueling ground for it because you don't have to put out your real name, you don't have to show your real face. People feel like they can get away with it because they're anonymous. And this all feeds into this. I don't think it's wrestling specific. Corbin Clone on the YouTube chat makes a good point. This seems to poke fun at the ethnocentric. Yeah, there are a lot of people who don't know the difference in where anybody is from, mm -hmm. what their religion may be. And, you know, I, I see it all. I co I've covered politics in my day too. So, I mean, I've, I've seen the good and the bad. One of the funniest things that I saw was, and a lot of people do it, they were like, smarts don't like Jinder Mahal because he's not an indie guy. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you need to do your homework. <laughs> this bro came up in Stampede with Tyson Kidd. <laughs> like, he's more indie than some of the indie guys are. He just didn't find great success there. I'm just sitting there thinking, man, at least Google it. Do something. Brandon Howard tweeted a picture of Jinder Mahal at like a show in New York that he wrestled in front of like maybe 40, 50 people a couple years ago. Jinder Mahal. Damn. Of course, we're going to tackle this more and more on Tuesday. And we're really going to annihilate it on Wednesday with Jimmy Van. The list and your boy. Make sure you sub subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. That stuff really helps it. Again, we want you all to make those forums your home, as well as Fightful.com, bringing you all the latest in wrestling, MMA, boxing news, results, viewing parties, live discussion, videos, photos. We got pro series features from guys like Jason Kincaid, who is one of my favorite wrestling writers, period. He provides you a look at things that you would never get to see uh, otherwise. And he does it almost weekly, sometimes multiple times a week for us. So pretty happy with that. And, of course, there's this little video segment called Most Ridiculous, Anna. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It's completely nothing like what we just discussed for the past 10 minutes. Uh, so that's good. Hey, why not? Something lighter. Yeah, so this week we cover the whole uh, the dive situation, dive controversy. Um, yeah. We take a look at in, intergender matches and a few other things that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's fun. So you should check it out. You can follow Anna at Anna Bauer. You can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp, of course, at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful Online, at Fightful MMA, and of course, uh, at Fightful Online on Facebook, too. Go like us. Leave us a nice review on the iTunes, all that stuff. We're bringing you a lot of features this week. We got some cool stuff. But, uh, guys, thank you all so much. It means a lot to me. This is, I think, the fifth, or the third of five straight days I'll be podcasting. And I've got the Holy Smokes MMA podcast with Showdown Joe tomorrow at 3 p.m. It's our new format. Uh, you all have been really liking that as well. So, uh, thanks. And let people know about the show. Maybe some of you uh, are here for the first time. Tweet about it. Say, hey, we love that Fightful.com podcast, especially when Anna's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Anna. <laughs> Promote yourself. Cut a promo. I believe I did, Sean Rossap. I already set my convicts oh, on you. Oh, you said my full name. Yeah, you're in trouble uh -oh. now. Stop. All right, we're getting the hell off of here. I'm trying to stretch this out, but I can't <laughs> do it anymore. You just won't work with me. I don't want to see you cry in public. You don't want to see me cry in public. In pub, this yeah. is public. It's thousands of people watch this every week. That's You're just point. making it awkward now, Anna. Anna.
You're making it awkward. Why are you making it awkward? I'm not clicking this off button until you cut a promo. Anna. <laughs> I already cut one. What else do you this want from a- me? You know what? I've, I've had it with you. I've had it with this podcast. That didn't work. There we go. All right, guys. Until next time, I want to thank you all so much. Uh, All the support this weekend from NXT TakeOver Chicago to Backlash to Raw. And I know you're going to be here for SmackDown and the list and your boy. I told you all I was going to make it happen. I said I would make it happen. I wasn't letting her go until it did happen. R.I.P. Brian Pillman. It would have been his 55th birthday today. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.